Welcome to the Power of Synergy on CBS Radio. I'm your host, Gabrielle Cardona. Synergy. What is synergy? It's what people create when they come together with other people. Humans are powerful beings when they're alone, but the things we can do when we come together are even more powerful. Our capacity as souls is infinite for the simple reason that we have a body and a mind and a heart and a spirit. When those four things come together to create a soul, they work together with the same focus and intention, and they are dynamic. But the literal definition of synergy is just the reaction or cooperation of two or more substances or entities to produce a combined effect greater than the sum of their separate effects. So what does that even mean in a practical sense? Well, in relationships, it can mean something very profound. Now, there's a popular expression, and that is, the total is worth more than the sum of its parts. But that's especially true about people, because humans become exponentially more powerful when they are united with other humans in thought, and intention and volition because everything that they're thinking and feeling at all times will affect the other person or persons, people. And their mutual energy intensifies with and through each other. So my show is about becoming exponentially more powerful, more personally powerful, and mindfully proactive both when you're alone and with others. And you know what? I have a really like, I I like the certain expression, and I've quoted it several times through my show throughout the years, and that's from a great movie from a great actor who was frustrated with his sister, and he said, just get in a good mood. How hard is it to decide to be in a good mood and then be in a good mood? And of course, she had to sarcastically say, gee, it's easy. Well, no, when you're not in a good mood, it's borderline impossible just to automatically get yourself that way. But I say to people, it's very important to be of a high-quality state of mind and heart and body. Well, yeah, you have to be in a good mood. Today, I'm going to talk about how to do that specifically. I've alluded to different things that you can do and different things that help and different key elements that are vital to being and maintaining the good mood that you're in. But I decided to do my show today watching the sunset while watching the cars on the other side. (laughs) And I know that there's a lot of things going on around me, but I love talking about this. And especially if I have a, a view, a beautiful view of something very colorful, Yes, it may be pollution, but it's still beautiful. And the sun, as I'm talking about this, I want to open up the lines to my listeners tonight. I told a lot of people about the show in the last week. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and let anybody ask me any questions that they have that they might have been wanting to ask me before, but didn't really get a chance to ask. And while I'm waiting for people to call, if they do, in fact, want to ask me these different questions about their own personal life, their energy, their synergy, their relationships, I'm going to be explaining how to get yourself in a good mood because that requires a certain kind of activity. It requires a certain focus and a very focused attention 
intention of what you're saying and doing and being with other people. So for anybody who's out there listening and they've had a question that they wanted to ask me but just didn't quite have the chance or the opportunity, the really the volition to reach out and ask me this question, go ahead and give me a call. The number here at the station, BBS Radio, is 888-627-6008. And I'll go ahead and I'll repeat that throughout the show periodically just in case I have new listeners showing up and saying, hmm, I have something I want to say about that comment she just made. Or, you know, that reminds me of something that I've always wondered myself, but no one would ever really answer that question for me. Go ahead and reach out to me. The lines are open to all of my listeners tonight. Okay, so basically the first thing I want to start out for my listeners with is there is no neutral energy. I say that a lot as well, in addition to the get in a good mood line. It's important to remember that humans are very raw energy wrapped up in a very complex body and heart and mind. You cannot have neutral energy. Your, either, your energy is either positive or negative. You are in a good or a bad mood. So when you think about things like um, the expressions that people, sometimes they spew all over the place trying to be jolly and, and positive and it's annoying to people, but when you're thinking about the way that you are with other people, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Yeah, you know what? It's true. People are attracted to positive energy. Yes, negative energy is very powerful. It is very influential. It does affect people. It does have a very strong force behind it. But the bottom line is good conquers evil. The light will, will drown out the darkness. When you have good, positive, healthy energy, it actually does conquer. The, the good does conquer the evil that the negative energy not only creates, it generates, but it propels, it stimulates, it continues to um, move that negative energy, not only in the situation that you're in, but through the people in that situation. And then it continues to go into other people that that person is going to interact with after they're finished in this situation, in this setting, in this circumstance. So keeping in mind that the positive will always beat the negative, you will always be more successful when you have proactive and healthy energy, any kind of negativity, anything destructive can be conquered with the more powerful. Now, I'm going to give an example before I go into the logistics of how all of this works and the dynamics of human interaction. I'm going to give the example. I've, I've told a lot of my clients this story, and even some of my friends and family members have been telling other people this story because it's such an amazing story. When I was, it was a couple years ago, I was kind of on the verge of making a decision. I didn't really know what kind of a decision I should make because I had to choose between being with my friends to do some community service for our congregation or going to work to pay a bill that uh, kind of fell through the cracks. We hadn't really paid attention to that. It was a very important bill to pay. It was my responsibility. I didn't know what I should do. I said 
to myself. I said kind of to my husband just in passing, you know, maybe I should just go to work tomorrow. We can do service another day. And and my husband, he didn't really pay attention because he knew I was just kind of thinking out loud in his general direction. We weren't having a real conversation. But then I went into the kitchen and I was doing all these domestic goddess activities like dishes, okay, and cleaning. And it, it really kept gnawing away at me. I, I wanted to be with my friends. I wanted to do the good service. But I, I did accept that I had a responsibility and an obligation. When you're doing things for your family, you do have that accountability, not only for your responsibilities, but the people that your responsibilities are impacting, the people are affected by the things you do. So it wasn't just about me, but I knew my friends wanted to be with me. And I just, you know what? And I couldn't be, my daughter showed up behind me. She, she was standing behind me. She looked at me straight in the face and said, mom, what is going on with you? I can feel you two rooms away. <laughs> and I just said, oh, honey, I'm sorry. Yeah, she could. She could feel me through two walls because she's an ENFJ, and NFs are amazingly sensitive people. And so I said, well, yeah, I'm just trying to decide what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm, you know, I'm just planning out my day. And she said, uh-huh. So what's really going on? And I said, okay, okay, I'll tell you the truth. Here's the deal. I really want to go out and service my brothers tomorrow in the early morning service with your dad, and I'm, but I, I want to pay the bills, and I know that the money that I make, I could work for three hours and get this bill taken care of so I wouldn't have to worry about it anymore. But I think I want to be with, with my friends more. And, and I know they'll miss me if I don't go out. They'll actually be sad that I didn't go and I don't want to hurt them. And she said, you know what, we need to talk. We need to talk and we need to get out of here. She said, We're going to go for a walk. So I got my coat on you. I said, you know what, you're right. Let's just go ahead and take a step out of the situation and we're going to walk, and we got, I want to say, maybe 200 feet out of the door, and we passed the coffee shop, and I said, I think I need to sit down. She said, you need to pray. That's what you need to do, and I said, you know what? You're right. I do. I need to get my head on straight. It's okay to invite the big man upstairs into this conversation, right? <laughs> of course, I should pray, but then I said, but I really want to do it in Spanish. Is it going to bother you if I'm doing it in Spanish? Because you know, she doesn't really like to speak Spanish. And she said, no, you know what, that's okay. I said, can I do it out loud in front of other people? Would that bother you? And she said, no, you really need this. And all of a sudden, the, the weight, a huge weight was lifted off my chest. And I said, wow, you know what? Just that positive energy that I'm getting from you being loving to me is making me better. And so when we, we went into the shop and I sat down and, and I held her hands, and I never do that. I never do that when I'm praying. But as I did, I thought, wow, this is getting really good. And so I just, everything that I was thinking, I said it in the prayer, and then I opened my eyes, and this peace, amazing peace came over me. And I looked at her and I smiled, and she got the look on her face where she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, and I said, Wow. She said, you know what you have to do now, don't you? I said, yeah, I'm going out with my friends. There's no way I'm, I'm ruining a perfectly good day over money. And she said, exactly, because you know what? Money comes and money goes, and we do trust that God will take care of us. I said, absolutely, and trust is a great feeling. The peace of mind and the calmness of heart that comes with trust, that was what it was about. 
So I said, all right, let's go home. We're making some, some really bad tacos for dinner. <laughs> okay. And so as we walked home, the rain started to pour. Yes, it was Seattle weather, so it was getting cold and dark. And it, it was funny because the light with the rain and the sidewalk, and it, it looked like I... Up in the distance, it was like money. It looked like money, literally, on the ground, on the sidewalk. And I thought, okay, I'm hallucinating. I'm, I'm, I don't know. When I get closer, because you know, sometimes the reflection of the light, it looks like things. And I started walking closer, and I looked at her, and I said, did you see, did you see that? What, what did that look like to you? And she goes, that's money. I said, that's So I, I walked faster. I was like, what is this? Do I count the money? And then so I, I lifted it up, and it was, it was this huge wad, literally a handful, because of the rain. It was kind of swelling up a little bit. It was a, a handful of money, and I started counting it. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight. Oh, my God, it was $816. I needed 730-something. Yeah, so I was like, I can't believe this. And it was on a, a place on the sidewalk where it, it had no wallet. It had no owner. It had no indication of who I could give it back to. It was literally on a place in between houses. It wasn't really on anybody's property, per se. And I looked at my daughter. I started laughing. I said, do you know what this means? She said, yeah, we're getting really, really bad tacos, and we're getting it supersized. And I said, yeah, we are. That's, that's exactly right, sweetheart. And whenever I tell people that story, I know for a fact that God was with me in that moment, but it wasn't because of the money. The money was not the indication. It was the peace of mind and the calmness of heart that came from the moment I walked out the front door with my daughter. When I was with her and when I knew that I had the chance, the opportunity, the freedom to get my head on straight and the time and opportunity to take as much time as I needed to to get my heart back straight. Those were the things that for me were the actual blessing. You know what? Yes, okay, fine. We got some money, too. And I didn't have to worry about the bill. The next morning, I bought the coffee for the car group because, yes, I told them the story. Of course, I had to tell them the story. And they all loved it. That is still, to this day, one of my favorite stories because it was about the quality of my energy and my spirit. It really is about how when you have a good state of mind and you have a good quality of heart, your energy is positive, positive things start to happen. Okay, so I'm going to say the number again in case I have new listeners who are coming on halfway through this story. The number to the station is 888-627-6008. Okay, so now what I'm going to talk about now is how the emotions that we have are very powerful. The positive ones as well as the negative ones. And what I said in the beginning, that the lack of positive energy is by definition a negative thing. I'm going to go down a list of different emotions that humans have, and some of them are good, some of them are bad, some of them are, you know, they're not, they don't really seem to be either one. But yes, they are, and I'll explain to you why as I go down the list. Okay, so Definitely good emotions that we can all agree are very healthy and, and helpful for all of us as humans. Love, joy, peace, kindness, gratitude, humility, contentment, satisfaction, humor, 
trust, appreciation, admiration, respect. Those are some of my favorites, okay? That was a a nice long list, okay? But when we're thinking about the difference between those and the, I guess you could almost say the opposite of those words, let's go through them one at a time. The first one I said was love. The opposite of love is not hate, believe it or not. The opposite of love is indifference, the lack of feeling. Because humans, we do have feeling. We feel everything. Once you turn off your feeling, that indifference, that's actually destructive in a way that even hatred can't be because hatred is still passionate. Passion is the fuel that we need to keep going. Okay, and the opposite of joy is actually irritation. When you have joy, you have the energy, you have positive energy. That irritation, you still have energy, but it's just negative. The opposite of peace is frustration. When you get frustrated, how do you get? And how do you feel? How do you behave? How do people feel when they're around you, when you're frustrated, and you around others? Gratitude, that's a great thing. That actually, the opposite of that is resentment. Think about what resentment is. How often do you feel resentment? Let's just go through some other, other feelings without going through the whole positive list for a minute here now. How about hostility? How about anxiety? Then there's anger. What about suspicion? Fear or bitterness? How about dishonor, insecurity? Now, think about those words that I just went through. Before we go back over the positive feelings, thinking about all of those words that I just went through, the hostility, the anxiety, the the insecurity, the bitterness and suspicion, all of those things are about things that are going on inside of you around the situation and around the person. That means there are other things that are attached to those feelings that are involved in what you're experiencing as a negative emotion. It's very important to remember that you have to get your emotions back into a healthy state. You can have negative emotions, but they have to be in the state of these negative emotions are going to create something positive in my life. They are not going to be the stumbling blocks. They are going to be the stepping stones to improving the situation. Like the expression, you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Well, you know what? When life gives you lemons, you need to make some lemonade. Okay, so when you're thinking about the negative emotions that you might have had at one point, then if you can really and truly say, let's take a look at what has created the situation that has caused those emotions, then we can deal with it. Then we can take that experience and create something powerful, especially if it's with another person. The synergy that you can create with someone else when you come together with them, even if there is some negative energy in the beginning for a negative experience, something that happens once you start to work together, that force, again, increases exponentially. And that's when you come together and the communication creates the empowerment. And that is going to be the foundation for the decisions that you make together. And it's that unity that will be 
the, the source of the success that you have, whatever decision you do make, because that will be the positive energy that fuels what you do together. Okay, so now thinking about that, sometimes people would think neutral energy, um, <clears throat> like n- not, not caring, not really having any kind of um, opinion about something, not indifferent. Actually, neutral energy is disconnection and being unaffected on a personal personality level. Okay, neutral energy means you don't have literally, there's just nothing there. There's the absence of energy. That's the only thing that can truly be neutral because there simply is nothing substantively there for energy to manifest through in a positive or a negative way. The important thing to remember is when a person has disconnected or um, removed that affection of whatever it is that they're doing, they have taken over and decided that they know better than nature and they know better than um, the universe. I call it God. Okay. The, the things that need to be done with each other through each other well, you know what, I think they, they, I could just do them better myself. That's undermining a very, very critical force that is going to propel the success in ways that don't even have anything to do with the right here, right now. Okay, now, intuitives are going to understand that and appreciate that a lot more than sensors. So let me put it into another context. <laughs> Every action has an equal and opposite reaction, and we call it the ripple effect. Yes, what happens right now is going to um, have a consequence, and that consequence is going to have an impact, and that impact is going to have an effect on something two or three times removed down the line, even after the, the initial event has finished. Okay, so when you think about that, Do you believe, ask yourself, do you believe that your positive or negative energy is in fact going to affect, affect, have an effect on people that you will never meet, on things that you will never personally do? Ask yourself really honestly, have you ever even thought about it? Do you even care? Power is very, very, it's, it's a very scary thing simply because power comes with responsibility. Responsibility comes with accountability. You have to appreciate how much damage you can potentially do with that power. Okay, so coming back the the phone. I want to go ahead and give the number again in case anyone listening has a question about the things that I've said. It can be about the things that I've said or it can be about questions that you personally have had. The number is 888-627-6008. Okay, so what we're going to talk what we're going to talk about now is how to create positive energy inside of you. How to actually 
just like the, the guy in the movie said, get in a good mood. How can you create positive inside of you when there's negative going on around you? Is, first of all, is that even feasible? Is it reasonable to even want to try to do that? And if so, what are the tricks of the trade? Well, there are a couple different things that you can do depending on what the actual problem is. And I always say it's the tip of the iceberg. What we're going through right now is just the tip of the iceberg. I like acronyms. T-I-P. Okay? There's the topic. Then there's the issue. Then there's the problem. All the stuff going on is happening beneath the surface. Just like an iceberg, what you see at the top, that's nothing. All of the other stuff is going on beneath the surface. So when you're having a hard time with something, you need to take a step back. It doesn't have to be an official timeout, but you need to give yourself some personal space and say, what is the topic here, the trigger that actually got me into this situation, the mood that I'm in, the negative energy that I'm in, the topic is just the beginning. What's the issue that I actually have with the topic that was triggered? Okay. Well, the issue has a lot of different facets. What really is then of all of the different facets, the different features of that issue that created a problem? A problem is a result of something unhealthy. There's something going on inside of you or inside of another person that has propelled negative energy. That's the actual problem. The problem is not the details. It's not the scenario or the situation or the circumstances. It doesn't even necessarily have to be the issue that's the problem because an issue can be, again, stepping stones to creating something better, something more healthy, something more productive. And in the end, you can end up being 10 times better. The result could be 10 times better than the original situation once you really have the the accurate information that you need in order to empower yourself and the other person to work with you. Keep that in mind. Synergy coming together. Okay, so there's a couple different things that I like to say just are always foolproof techniques of getting positive energy inside of yourself. First of all, everybody knows this because it was very, very popular in the 80s and 90s, affirmations. Brainwashing yourself into a good mood, literally, because that can create peace and contentment for you as you're talking with yourself, to yourself. Now, there are things that I tell my clients when I'm going through this activity with them because it is a very good activity and it's very vital to self-improvement and personal growth. When you affirm something, whether it's a thought or feeling or a belief, you are restating it as a fact. You are saying that something is an absolute truth out loud. Publicly can even be just in front of you, out loud to you, but you're saying it with force and confidence. And that's why a lot of professionals in the mental health industry use this as a form of self-brainwashing because studies have shown that when people hear words coming out of their own mouth, those words have a profound and lasting effect. Yes, others' words are very influential, but a person's own words have an even stronger effect. Science has also shown that the human subconscious does not understand the concept of no. So when it hears something, it simply accepts it as a fact and assimilates it. 
when a person may be trying to say something positive, if they say it in the form of this bad thing is not true, the brain will not take it in a literal way based on the vocabulary words used. Okay, the human mind proactively puts everything that it's been given to use. Even an untrue bad thing that you may have just mentioned, yeah, it's going to go ahead and use that too. So it will use it in a pragmatic way, and that could just be making a single piece of a complete thought or idea that you will soon have the opportunity to use in a tangible way in your daily life. So it's very important that you constantly provide an infinite amount of positive information to your mind. And then eventually your subconscious will take over and force the information it's been given back into your conscious. You will soon begin to wholeheartedly believe it because, you know what, perhaps without even realizing it, you will be acting on it as your subconscious gives it to you with instructions to use that, to do that, that you won't necessarily be aware of. The subconscious provides the conscious with the information as it sees the need to do so. It returns the information that it's been given, that your life experiences have provided, in the most powerful way. That's how things will get done. So affirmations are a very powerful tool in that when they are used correctly, they can generate incredible results and relatively quickly. This can be done in every way, in every arena of your life, So it's time to start using affirmations. Now, some rules that I like to give people, these are just general rules, always phrase the statements in the present indicative sense, like it is already true right here, right now. Number two, keep it short and simple. Number three, it needs to consist of highly complimentary statements about wonderful things. Number four, you need to write a list of at least 10 but they need to be proportionate one to three. Number five, in the one to three ratio, one statement needs to be something you absolutely believe already. One of them needs to be something you kind of suspect it's true, but you sometimes wonder about. And one of the things needs to be something you don't believe at all, but you would give anything to have it be true. Okay, so keep it in that, in that proportion. Number six, shuffle the list of statements so they're randomly placed. Number seven, have at least Seven copies of the complete list strategically placed throughout your general environment so they're a permanent fixture in your daily activities seen by you repeatedly as you go through your regular routine. Even when you discreetly conceal them from the general public, you know they're still there. And even if you're not saying them, you're thinking about them. Number eight, frequently say them out loud in a casual way at random times as you're doing daily activities without necessarily needing to in that moment. Number nine, have a set schedule that you also routinely use to recite the affirmations. No matter what's going on in your life at that time of day, other things can wait. This is not negotiable. Stick to the schedule. Number 10, keep a list, a copy of that list physically with you at all times so that in the event that you feel a need for an immediate positive reinforcement to cancel out negative thoughts in your mind, it will be easily accessible to you. Number 11, read the list out loud at least five times daily, more as needed. Number 12, say the whole list out loud until you completely believe each and every statement in that list, as many times as it takes for that to happen. Now, think about this. That may be for up to 15 minutes going through the list over and over and over, depending on how you're feeling at the moment that you start the list. Number 13, have several emergency, and that means private, depending on your personality maybe, 
places in the in your world at home at work school where you can go to recite those things out loud uninterrupted if negative feelings begin to manifest within you number 14 even if you're crying continue to say the statements out loud with conviction through the tears and number 15 if you are stuck on one statement you just can't convince yourself that it's true keep going until you do and say it out loud through the whole list and even say the ones the, the other 14 things that you do believe say all of them until you believe that one thing totally and completely if you say it out loud frequently enough your mind and heart will stop resisting and you will believe it and it's going to it's going to feel crazy at first you're not really going to understand why if you say it enough times your body will just say all right fine fine it's true but it's a very powerful thing and it's good okay so it's very important for you to say to yourself i have this need right now i'm going to take care of my need when i need peace and contentment i'm going to go ahead and create a list of affirmations that i have calm peace contentment in my life, that I already feel that way, that's going to be a very powerful thing for you. Okay, now, another another activity that I like to give my clients is a shot in the arm. That's when you need energy, when you need good, actual, physical force of energy. There's different kinds of activities that you can do for a shot in the arm. That creates appreciation in your life and it can create humor for you very good um very good emotional energy when you're um doing something that's a shot in the arm it's very important to remember a few things okay a shot in the arm is just something that people inject when they need energy and strength to keep going it has an immediate effect because it goes directly into the bloodstream it's very helpful to have this when you're struggling and you need help to continue in the process of working to become a better person you will inevitably have internal and external challenges that are going to drain you they're going to demand your energy your mental physical and emotional energy and your personal struggles and issues can take a lot of work to manage your physical environment can be overwhelming if you live in a less than ideal situation okay taking care of yourself in a healthy way will help take your focus completely away from anyone or anything negative that you're frequently feeling exhausted by in that moment. It will help you to get personally recentered. Restoring your energy, your focus, and stability in this way will help you to become a healthier and more productive version of yourself, at which time you can then go back to whatever it was that you were doing before. If you need a shot in the arm, take the time out to get you back into that high quality state. Okay, so when it comes for this activity, it, it can potentially be dangerous if you don't really keep an eye on yourself. So I do have 10 rules that you have to stick to when you are going to take care of yourself to energize personally. First of all, number one, keep any objects that will be used by you in a place or circumstance where you can have immediate access to them. Number two, do not use any activity or object more than twice per day because that can mean you're addicted. Okay? Number three, don't spend more than 10 minutes doing any activity unless because of that kind of activity that it is, it's pre-scheduled to last longer than 10 minutes. A shot in the arm should just be a quick thing, not more than 10 minutes. 
Number four, don't spend more than 50% of your hourly pay rate to purchase what you need for this kind of activity. If you do more money, if you do spend more money on this, it no longer qualifies as this level activity. It's moved to a different level and a different kind of activity that we'll talk about later in the show. Okay, number five, do not place any demand or pressure on any other people without their prior knowledge and consent to participate with you. They need to feel prepared if you ask for their participation. Okay, number six, do not consume more than the equivalency of 10% of your total daily caloric intake. Do you know how much you really should be eating each day? Don't eat more than 10% of your daily calories in this kind of activity. Number seven, it must be very powerful and effective, effective enough to improve your overall, that includes emotional and mental and physical condition, by at least 33% when you're done. Now, this may take a little bit of experimenting. You might say, I thought this was going to be better than it is. That didn't quite happen right. Okay, so then that doesn't necessarily qualify as an activity on on your list, one of the activities. But you can say 33%. Take an inventory when you're done. How much better do you feel? Number eight, be predetermined, right? These need to be predetermined, specific activities, corresponding to specific circumstances that you have already put forethought into. So little or no thought is necessary in that moment that you're selecting which one you are going to use. And number nine, you must completely mentally separate and emotionally detach from anything negative in your environment so you will be fully engrossed in the positive activity that you're doing. Okay, well, that makes sense. And then finally, number 10, you must immediately deal with the issue or problem that generated the initial need for a shot in the arm within you when you're done taking care of yourself. You absolutely have to address this. Resolve whatever it was that created the need for you to take care of yourself in this way as soon as you're done because if you're at least 33% better, you will be in a higher quality state of mind as well as in a better physical condition. Okay? Yeah, now thinking about that, you can go ahead and sign up for these ideas. These are some good ideas. Now, what really can start to get a little frustrating for people is the personal analysis. I tell people you need to take a time out, but it needs to be for your own joy, for your own catharsis, your own self-care. That's something you need to take really an inventory. That's a lot of honesty. You have to do the... Sometimes just dealing with emotions, figuring out what's going on inside of you, yeah, that's a job in and of itself. But when you have that time out to say, okay, I'm going to take a step back, not withdraw, not, not completely separate from it, just take enough of a step back to see the forest because right now the trees are right in my face. When you know that the negative emotions that are annoying right? Beyond words. Humans can experience very intense negative emotions. A highly charged emotional experience can be overwhelming if we are not prepared to deal with everything that comes with it. Okay, so including the experience that triggered the feeling, address the emotion proactively. Okay, 
three of the most common, critical, and perhaps misunderstood human emotions are anger and fear and anxiety. When humans feel anger, it's because their mind has discerned that something very wrong has occurred and it needs immediate attention. Something needs to be addressed or corrected or eliminated. The hormones that anger can, can create, the other chemicals that accompany those thoughts, give people extra strength and endurance and volition to do whatever work is necessary to identify and fix their problems. Often, it's an issue of a moral boundary being violated. It has reached a point that it can no longer rightly be ignored by the person who's angry. If they do try to ignore the issue, all that's going to happen is the body is going to continue to create intense thoughts and more graphic behavior and biochemical reactions. Anger is very motivational. It's a good thing when it's understood and addressed. Another one is fear. When you experience fear, it's because your mind has discerned that something very bad, potentially threatening to you, is in the process of happening. Anger means it's already done. Okay. Fear is it's happening right now. You are now unsafe. While it creates a biochemical response very similar to anger, it actually changes your mental perspective and justifies a survival mode type of activity. You genuinely believe that your existence is at risk. So thoughts and feelings are intense for the purpose of self-protection. This is a critical emotion because it gives more access to your subconscious and potentially more resourceful or creative options than you would otherwise have consciously, proactively considered before in another situation. Another one that's very important to appreciate that's misunderstood is anxiety. When you experience anxiety, it's because your mind has discerned that something very bad or potentially threatening could eventually happen. And if you address the issue right now, you can avoid the possibility of that threat coming to fruition, which would then evolve into fear, okay? It's going to prevent the potential damage that would occur if those things did happen, okay? So it's very stimulating because people don't always see the inherent value of taking action before a problem has actually happened. The human body and mind are prepared with extra energy and chemicals, which are very beneficial and helpful because when this is used effectively, anxiety is actually used as a tool. It can be constructive, right, because it helps people take preventative measures, and this makes maintaining peace internally as well as in the external environment more realistic. Okay, so getting in a good mood means being able to say, I am not in a good mood right now. I have this anger. I have this fear. I have this anxiety, whatever it is. But being able to say, it's worth it to take the time to look at the feelings that are going on inside of me because my body and my mind are telling me that something needs to be addressed. I didn't see it. I don't know what it was. You know what? I still kind of not really seeing it. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the time that I need for me to say, why in the world am I having a hard time with this? And you know what? The great thing about synergy is when you come to someone and say, I have no idea what's going on, but I need to take some time for me because when I do know what's going on, I'm going to be exponentially better for you. People love it when you do that with them. They, they appreciate the honesty and they respect 
your willingness to do the work. And when you come back and you say, wow, you know what? Actually, there was the topic, there was the issue, but this was the actual problem. My anger was about this thing that happened in the midst of all of these other things going on. This was the one that really mattered to me, and this is why it mattered. Most people would love to talk about it, and they can give you their thoughts and their feelings because once you've dealt with the initial trigger of that negative emotion, you have that good, healthy, positive energy that comes from a proactive state of mind. And that is infectious. It's contextious. It's very, very good for everybody who is involved in the situation, even the observers who are looking, they're listening, they might not be showing you, but they're definitely taking notes on what's going on. So all of these things are very important. They're very useful in helping to create and maintain success in your life. When we're thinking about getting yourself really in good, a good quality state of mind, sometimes you just need to get your focus. It's just a matter of having something specific to look at. When you're going through life, the way that we have life, Sometimes we don't even know what we're doing. We're on autopilot because we're constantly doing so much. Having a list that you're looking at periodically, checking back with yourself, going, what am I doing here? Is what I'm doing right now, what I thought I was going to be doing when I woke up in the morning, taking an inventory of not only what you're doing, but what you're thinking about and what you're feeling as you're doing those things. That is absolutely priceless because, as I started to say with the, um, the emotions, it's very, very um, influential to other people. They observe you and they're going to mirror your energy. I actually wanted to share another story with my listeners. I couldn't believe it. I Even, even now, I still, it, there's a part of me that, that has to pinch myself and say, is this, did this really happen? Okay. I was staying in a shelter for some time, and there were a lot of people that were living there, right? A lot of people live there. They come and they go. Some of them are regulars, but I always was amazed at how it was the staff that was some of the worst people I've ever met. They were mean and cruel. They were confrontational, and they undermined people's health and well-being by saying and doing things that were provocational and confrontational. And I couldn't believe how many people actually, the minute that I walked into the shelter, said, you can't trust anybody here. Everybody is horrible. Everybody is evil. And they just kept going on and on about how bad the people were. And I said, well, you know what? They actually don't seem that bad to me. <laughs> they just seem like they're in a really hard way. I, just, I don't, yeah, no, I don't know. Whatever. And so I just kind of just blew it off what they were saying. And, and there were some people, yeah, they were confrontational with me. Some of the residents, they were having a hard time. But you could see it was because they were emotionally going through their own stuff. And as long as your good energy was rubbing off on them and they could see your sincere personal interest and your willingness to be loving and caring and thoughtful with them, they would almost immediately change and reflect that back to you and, and mirror it. 
through you, giving it back in a different way, maybe in a different time, but still of the same high quality. Well, one night I was plugging my phone in and my computer in. I had to, you know, we were sleeping on the ground on these really bad mats with no blankets and pillows and it was a long day. I, I woke up and my phone was gone and I looked around and these were the ladies that I was sleeping with and I said, where's, where's my phone? Well, one of the security guards was coming in and glaring at me and trying to start a fight with me and she's like, what's wrong with you? You have a problem? I said, no, no, no problem at all. I was just wondering, have you seen my phone? And she, it was almost like she was happy that I didn't have my phone. She didn't say anything. She didn't even acknowledge me. She just smirked and walked away. And I went, okay, you know what? I am so not going to be in a bad mood today. There is no way I'm letting this put me in a bad mood. So <laughs> I kind of walked around and said, hey, yeah, ladies, have you, have you seen my phone? And and they were looking, it almost looked like they were afraid. It was fear in their eyes. I said, it's okay, don't worry, it's just a phone, no problem. Okay, well, the truth is it was a $980 phone. But the point was, I didn't want them to feel bad. I, I said, I'll just, you know what, I'll go to the, the lost and found. Maybe someone will turn it in. I, I kid you not, for five days, I was kind of looking around and kind of asking around and people started insulting me and they were making fun of me and they're saying, you don't honestly think that someone is going to turn in a $980 phone. You are the stupid. And then they started trying to start that stuff with me. And I said, okay, you know what? So I called my husband and I said, honey, you know what? You need to go ahead and um, just, just don't, don't shut the whole account down. Just kind of freeze it, right? Suspend it, whatever you got to do. And he said, are you sure? I said, yeah, it's okay. Don't worry. It's just a phone. I got a really bad replacement phone, but hey, this thing, it, it was free because it was from charity because it was out of a shelter. They said, hey, you know what? You qualify. <laughs> you qualify for a really bad phone. And my life, I realized, you know what? I didn't need that phone. I didn't need all the things on the phone. How much of a phone do we genuinely need? How many apps do we have that distract us? They actually make us stupid because we're not thinking anymore. We're letting all the machines do all the thinking for us. And I thought, I don't even know if I need to replace this with one of the really expensive phones that I had before. Maybe the whole point of this was to remind myself there are more important things in life than our possessions. And two weeks went by and yeah, I dropped my cheap phone. It was a bad phone, but hey, at least it didn't completely break and I was still using it. Well, I moved out of the shelter and, oh, but I forgot I had to go get my mail, that, that thing. I had to go to the transfer of the mail for my new place. And one of the, the guys that I really liked, he's kind of like the pseudo janitor. He was security guard janitor. He was a, kind of the, um, he would run errands for people in the, in the shelter. And, and I looked at him when I walked onto the, the campus and I was like, hey, it's so good to see you. He's like, oh. I gotta tell you something. You, you, I can't believe you. Where have you been? You haven't been here. I said, Well, yeah, I moved out. I things got better, and I'm doing pretty well. And he said, You're not gonna believe this. Someone turned your phone in. And I, I said, well, I said, What? What are you talking about? And he said, I missed you so much. I couldn't believe it. They turned it in, and I wanted to tell you, and I couldn't call you because I had your phone. It made me crazy. And I said, Wow. And it was fully charged, and the charger was with it, and the phone, and I just, 
Wow. And you know what? I really, I really do feel and think and believe that the people, whoever, whoever was going to take the phone either had a change of heart or there was something else going on that never came to fruition because I do believe that the people that I loved there and that I became very close to and that I did trust, I said to everybody, I'm not going to call people names. I'm not going to accuse them of things that I have no proof that they did. And you know what? If I lost a phone, it's just a phone. It's not life. And it's not important. These things can be replaced. When I got my phone back, I couldn't believe that the people that I trusted, they stepped up to the plate and they confirmed my good spirits and my good mindset. Again, you attract more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. But most importantly, when we're talking about love and respect and admiration, positive will always conquer the negative. Okay? So when we're talking about getting ourselves into a good mood, ask yourself, is it worth the time and energy that it's going to take for you to get in a high-quality state? Yeah, because it's going to make other people be a higher quality too. It is infectious. It is contagious. The glass is either half full or half empty. There is no neutral energy. We all know that on an on an instinctive level, we all know that we affect each other in profound ways, sometimes in ways we don't even think about until after the fact. But think about when you were young. Did someone say or do something that was positive and powerful for you that had a high impact, a huge impact? <laughs> 